Go, go, gadget feet! Well, sorry, I have two things out. Two things I was going to say, so I beat you. Um, thing number one, I was confused as I was sitting here waiting for you to call me, realizing that I was the one who delayed recording slightly, and so there's no reason you would actually call me until I told you that I was ready. Yeah. So there was that. And also, like I said right before we started recording, I remembered my microphone. What I didn't remember was the windscreen for the microphone or an adapter for the USB cable that I need to use. <laughs> oh no, do you have to go out and buy a dongle? I had to go out. I, I was going to Target anyway because I wanted to buy another pair of shorts. And luckily they had a just a USB-C to single USB-A dongle. Mm-hmm. Which for the purposes of recording is all I actually need because I can just record, you know, all I need is to like plug into power and just record off my laptop like it works fine. Um, but I was annoyed with myself for not even thinking of that. Mm-hmm. And especially because I don't really have an excuse. Like, I own USB-B to USB-C cables because I bought one for our printer. Mm-hmm. Because we have to print things every so often. And I found myself with this, like, you know, a USB-A cable and always needing a dongle to, like, walk over to the printer and print. And so I finally just bought a USB-B that goes into the printer to USB-C so I can just easily plug in and print whenever I need to. Uh, because due to our apartment Wi-Fi, uh, printing on wireless just doesn't work. So it's just not an option for us. Mm. Someday, but not today. Uh, but yeah, so I'm in Minnesota. The road trip was successful. Nothing bad happened, which is good. Because something slightly bad has happened on most of my road trips. Mm-hmm. But this one went quite smoothly. Skid plate's still there. Uh, never, it hasn't been there for a couple of years. But skid plate n- still is not there. Uh, oil is still in the car, is really what matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. No, af- after the second skid plate incident, I, uh, just said, this is not worth my time or energy or money to deal with. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Noise. Yeah. What do you have to say? I, I yelled it over you, so you probably edited it out. Hmm. Go, I go, said, gadget go, feet. go, gadget feet. You did say that. I just assumed that had nothing to do with what you were going to say. No, that was everything I had to say. Oh. That was the did entirety you, uh, of my input to the conversation. Is this how you're telling me that you bought Heelys? No, that would be cool, though. <laughs> that would be cool. I had one friend who had Heelys when Dang. I was a kid. I could be the Healy guy. That could be, like, my thing. It could be. It could be. I think you I, could pull it off. <laughs> I could do something with it. I don't you, can, know. you can turn sharp corners around lab tables <laughs> like nobody's business. Oh yeah, that no, I'd only do that outside of the lab. That'd be unsafe. No, they but it would be. be but imagine how cool it would be when people only see you from the waist up across the lab tables, and they're like, "Are you just like really good at moonwalking? Like, how are you going so smoothly with the, with those dangerous chemicals in your hands?" They call me. They call me Senor Suave, or they don't call me Senor Suave for nothing. There we go. Third time's the charm. <laughs> yeah. So that's literally what you were going to say, and you decided beforehand that you were going to say Go Go Gadget Feet just for funsies? I just had an urge. Hmm. And, and the and only now prescription the was, was more Go Go Gadget Feet. Was yelling <laughs> Go Go Gadget Feet completely out of context and unprompted. That's fair. 
Um, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that's because that's a it's a reference to Inspector Gadget? Question mark. I think that's what Gogo Gadget is. I've never watched Inspector Gadget. I was gonna say I've never watched Inspector Gadget, and I'm pretty sure I have that from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Hmm. That that doesn't sound like a familiar quote to me, but I totally believe it. I I think it's like a a seventh circle of uh whose line is it anyway, AT double hockey stick sure. sort of quote. Like it's it's a real deep lore. There yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's better. Deep lore. That's fair. It's not like it's not like big wing boy or anything. <laughs> or should I use my gun? <laughs> Uh, oh, good times, good times. They are good times. Um, so highlights from the road trip. Actually, let me ask you this: since I don't have a comic about it, so I can just ask you whatever I want. When you've done road trips, what are your like road trip snacks? I'm sure I've asked you about this, but I'm asking you again because it was different doing it by myself versus with Aaron in terms of what we brought. Yeah, and stopped it, for along the way. It heavily depends on uh factors surprisingly it depends on things um <laughs> it's not just floating in the says, void <laughs> he says vamping trying to decide what he wants to name his travel snacks as okay they're pretty much they're all things that like i am not allowed to buy hmm. like sour um, patch kids yes yeah, sour patch kids is one of them but it has to be like the smallest package they sell mm-hmm I should get Sour Patch Kids for the trip back. That sounds good. God. Do you know what's really... Maybe it's it's totally like a Pavlovian response. Is The second you said Sour Patch Kids, my mouth started drool like... That's because they're really good. <laughs> my mouth started watering? What's the phrase? Yeah, you were drooling. Yeah. Like, I... is It's so weird. uh but so okay if it's not that special or really that difficult of a road trip it's more i'm i still i'm gonna avoid the sour patch kids and i'm gonna go towards uh like sweet tarts Hmm. that's my other one is sweet tarts i'm a big fan of sweet tarts i think we've argued about this before yeah we have um i'm trying to think of other things okay so if i'm going uh road trip beverage Hmm. that's going to be throwback to toxic unhealthy college days is probably going to be like one of the rock star punched or whatever they're called oh with like God. double the caffeine gross that's awful and just like straight high fructose corn syrup or aspartame uh-huh. or something like it's take your pick you yeah it's both like, just for fun you can smell the sugar it hurts mm-hmm. your nose like, you know how when people, like, someone say sweetness hurts their teeth? It's like that mm-hmm. before your nose. That's how strong it is. Um, Speaking ooh, of... If, if I'm oh. going crunchy snack, is going to be... Uh, crunchy snack and I don't care about lowering the value of my car by staining the interior red? Takis. Hmm. No, actually, speaking of that, as has been previously discussed, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. I often use Mio during uh, road trips. Mm-hmm. So I just have a bunch of water on hand, and then if I feel the need to have something other than plain water, I will use Mio. And I don't use a lot of it, not nearly as much as I think you do. 
not enough to make it taste like a Rockstar punched, uh, but enough for it to be good. And we had on this trip, the first few times we were using strawberry pineapple smash. I think it's what is what it's called. Quite good, mm. I will say. And then I'd also gotten a black cherry. And I, I black cherry. That's when I opened up the strawberry pineapple smash. I, I was doing it outside at a gas station. I like bought a bottle of water and was, you know, undoing the thing and opening it up. And right when I overturned it to like squirt it into the water bottle, like a little bit of air must have been like squeezed out of it. And like it like rushed in and then a little bit of, um, of the Mio like spurred it out without me like touching it. Oh no. Right. Just like a little bit, but I was outside. It was fine. Right. And so now we come to in the car, I'm dealing with the black cherry. I'm in the passenger seat at this point. And it's, and I'm like, in the back of my mind was a memory of this happening. Right. And so I'm trying to be careful, but how do you be careful about this? Right. How how do you know what angle to even hold it at? How do you deal with this? Right. I was insufficiently careful. It only made it so far as like it hit Aaron's water bottle sitting in the center console. It hit a little bit hit the side of the emergency brake and almost all of it that was left ended up on my hands. Okay. Which meant I had sticky blood red hands for this yeah. car, for this section of the car ride. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't even like, you're not supposed to have it super concentrated. I can't like lick my hands. I tried it and it was terrible. It's right? almost painful. It is. And even worse, this is how I discovered that I had a very small cut on my wrist because it got oh. underneath my watch and it started stinging and I was like what the heck and I take off my watch getting more meal all over it in the process and underneath is like a bright red <laughs> scratch that was stinging really badly because it had concentrated <laughs> energy mm-hmm. sugar stuff in it <laughs> yeah uh, so that was fun uh, it did eventually wash off by the end of the day when we had stopped enough times and I washed my hands each time. But yeah, it was, uh, that was amusing for sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I've never thought about that. It would sting, but it definitely would hundred percent. Yeah. It wasn't pleasant. Uh, but yeah, this was like, I mean, in terms of snacks, we actually kept it pretty simple. We committed to having some amount of breakfast. So the first day when we left San Francisco, we stopped at McDonald's after like three, three and a half hours. And the next day, what did we even do? Yeah, we stopped at a, at a cute coffee shop that had opened up like right at six. Like one of those uh, drive through coffee shacks mm-hmm. that had really good pastries. So we had that. And then the final morning, our hotel had like a really small breakfast thing. That was okay. Uh, it wasn't great, but... <laughs> <laughs> ringing endorsement done. from mark yeah but then we also had dinner somewhere each night so the first night we were just kind of didn't feel like changing and like going somewhere so our hotel had a like small i can't even call it a restaurant but you could order food and they would make food and it was like there were like four menu items but they were mm-hmm. pretty good i had a chicken sandwich aaron had a burger it was pretty good Hmm. And then second night, we were in Nebraska, well, because we were driving from Salt Lake to Sioux City, which is like 14, 14 and a half hours, something like that. 
And so we were going to stop for dinner, obviously before we made it to Iowa. So we stopped in Sargent, Nebraska. Hmm. Which is in the middle of nowhere. <clears throat> uh, it was in... Because I, I don't know if you've done this trip or this part of Nebraska where, like, if you continued on I-80 forever, eventually hit Omaha. And mm-hmm. then you could, like, hit another interstate and go north. Mm-hmm. But Google doesn't want you to do that. They want you to cut the corner. Right, depending on where you're going. Mm. And since we're going to Sioux City, cutting the corner makes a lot of sense. So you're just going like 10 miles north, 10 miles east, 10 miles north, essentially. Not exactly yeah. that, but that's more or less what you're doing. And uh, Sargent was just a city off of one of these little zigzagging parts of our route. And they had a bar called the Rescue Bar and Grill that on Google had 4.7 stars, which caught my eye. And it was, we were going to show up at a good dinner time i think like 5 30 ish is when we got there maybe and so we drive into town the main street has almost nothing on it right this bar looks like a building that was built in like the 50s or 60s and has never been touched since Uh, we park next to a huge pickup truck in our honda civic and we turn around to face the bar and there's nothing but pickup trucks lining the entire street Uh, And this street is so wide that all of the cars can park, like, essentially at a 90-degree angle to the flow of traffic. No one's parallel parking here. They're just pulling in to the side of the road. Um, We see a guy walk out of this bar as we're about to head in, wearing jeans, cowboy boots, a button-up shirt that's tucked into their jeans, and a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. And we think, oh, so this is the part of the country you're in. This is fascinating because it's not every day that you see someone unironically wearing cowboy adjacent attire Mm -hmm. in just casual ways like that. Mm -hmm. And so we walk into the bar. um, People were very nice. The menu is pretty good. They mostly had burgers and stuff. They also had some steak specials, which we did not order, mostly because it was way more expensive. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you didn't didn't know exactly what you were going to get. It probably would have been good, but... We just opted for burgers, and mm-hmm. we see several other people in a similar uh, getup, and in addition, throughout our time there, people were standing up and crowding around, crowding, you know, there's not that many people in this bar, but, you know, <laughs> six to ten people were actively watching, several of them being clearly employees of the restaurant who were kind of standing around waiting for something to happen, all watching TV where the rodeo was on. No other sports, nothing else, just Uh, on, like, four TVs, a rodeo going on, and it was just so fun. Like, this is just the local place. It actually was, like, it was good. It was also nice to be back in a place where food is cheap. Yeah. Like, we each got a burger, and a good burger, and Aaron got Mm -hmm. a beer, and it was $22. Yep. And that's, like, how much we can easily spend on, like, one of us for dinner in San Francisco. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was also fun as the trip went on and we got a bit more used to driving. We would kind of drive a little bit longer at a time. So most of the times that we were filling up for gas, I was putting in a little bit more gas and the overall price was a little bit cheaper. So that was mm-hmm. also nice. But yeah, and then made it here without too much fuss. And then I leave for San Diego tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just in time to leave. Exactly. So, but I did find out that my uh, my per diem while I'm in San Diego is $74. Oh. That's nice. 
per d yeah carpent all them dms exactly do you know what a per diem is yeah it's the money that you get to spend daily on food when you're traveling for business yes just wanted to make sure <laughs> yeah no i i just wanted to make a dumb joke i don't know what per d come on mark <laughs> well, i don't know what I, per I, is. I said it without explaining because i assumed you did know and then your joke made me feel like you didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i just i'm in a very random mood today so none of my jokes are going to connect to anything most likely. that's okay that's okay go get your foot uh-huh. um yeah so far i've noticed all of <laughs> go go get your feet because <laughs> 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 it's definitely from whose line is it anyway i can vividly remember one of them having like some weird springy thing in mm-hmm. uh props what's it called yeah uh, props yeah the the infomercial one or something no, yeah, it's, no it's, the, it's called props not the but infomercial one though oh hats not like things from a box or whatever that one is oh maybe the, it is, like, it's still called props because i think the one that i think the infomercial one with things from a box is probably just called like infomercial or something like that but yeah i think you're right it's props where they're in pairs yeah 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 back yeah. and forth yeah yeah, yeah. i gotcha um yeah sorry what are we talking about <laughs> um go, go. that's a great question i lost track of it uh um, per diem oh carpenter diems yeah yes yes so it is nice that i get to go there and just kind of enjoy myself with work people for a few mm-hmm. days i'm looking forward to that and then i get back saturday evening and then sunday we go to wisconsin to stay with my parents for a bit and then all of a sudden, it's two weeks from the wedding, and things will mm-hmm. start feeling even more real than they already feel being here. AKA, so. it is two weeks from the wedding, uh, previously before this episode was released. Yeah, I have um, no idea what, when this is even being released. For all I know, this is being released like two days before the wedding. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I wait. I haven't kept track. It probably track. is. It probably is. I haven't kept very close track of where we're at. It's irrelevant. It is irrelevant. Um, I don't really care at this point. Um, this we did pick us. up our wedding bands. Ooh. Did I tell you anything about the wedding band? Do you have I to was feed getting? them all the way until the wedding? Um, yeah, it's kind of like a yeast, so to speak. Wait, and they play mu- like yeast that plays music. Is this like a, like a, uh, the circus crickets or whatever? Well, I just mean like, like if you have like a sourdough starter, wedding bands are kind of like that. Oh, Okay. Yeah, right. just feed oh, it continually. Like, yeah, you, you continually feed them so that they can continually produce music, and that way they don't like suffer. You know, there's like a startup cost. Yeah, you want to you want to keep them going. And if you like stop in the middle, you're going to stress them out, and then they're not going to do as well ever. Exactly. Again. Exactly. Because musicians be don't thrive under stress, despite what the toxic movie Wish Whiplash would have you believe. Anyway, did I tell you anything about the wedding band that I was getting? Mm-mm. I don't remember. Mm. I mean, throw yes. out a guess. What do you think I told you? I remember something about... not No, this is, is going to sound so vague as to be possibly made up, but something about a platinum group metal, and I don't remember which one, because I don't think it was platinum. I'll have to check whether that's accurate. I don't know my platinum group. Periodic table. Do you have the periodic table, like, saved or bookmarked somewhere? Uh... Like, do you have really easy access to it in your yes. work? Got it. Nice. Um, where is Platinum? <laughs> where is I know platinum? which one I'm looking for. So you're looking in the middle of the I found platinum. table. I found Platinum. I found it. I found it. 
it is not platinum group because groups are columns, right? Uh, so kind of platinum <laughs> group is uh more of a colloquial term for a chunk of metals around platinum. So it's like gold and it's, silver. It's platinum like group? the precious metals. Okay, no, it is not a precious metal. What? It's actually a lead ring. No. <laughs> What to say? I was like, you trying to get yoked on your ring finger? Actually, platinum group. I know what I'm looking good. for, but I can't even find it. Maybe that's your hint. Uh, you know where, where to look? Are you? Oh my gosh! Google is useless. Oh, I found it. I should have known this. I'm dumb. It's. I'll give you a hint. It's one of the ones with a really, really um, tough to connect the. Symbol. Oh, it's tungsten. It's tungsten. I did know about this. Yes, yeah, so it's got a right next ring. to him. Well, yeah, but it's not part. Well, not actually. Considering right next how to far him. away it is on the periodic table, I assumed it definitely wasn't a platinum group. Metal. If you take out a couple elements from the periodic table and switch it together, it's right next to them. <laughs> if you totally ignore the entire structure and meaning of the periodic table. Have I told you about, um, I, I'm sure I have, because every time you, something like this comes up, I have to mention it. The most infamous, hilarious post on the NFL subreddit of someone whose flair showed them as a Patriots fan, and they were trying to show how Patrick Mahomes wasn't really that good of a quarterback. And so they went through their season performances and basically said, like, Oh, if you take these like crazy outlier stats and performances and you just remove them, he looks like a much more average quarterback. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was beautiful. But yeah, I got a tungsten ring and it is lovely and luckily like it's not I, I tried it on. It's like this is actually exactly what I was going for. Like I like the weight of it, but it's not obnoxious. Mm-hmm. It's there without being um, really noticeable, mm-hmm. which I like, and it looks really cool. So yeah, good. You want to know what else looks cool? No. Yes, and Rudy Park by Darren Bell and Theron Hare. Here, I don't know. Uh, this is a new one. I think I don't think I've ever read this before. I I thought it was. Fun. Winning. So, we have one of the characters, since I've never read this comic before, I don't know which one, lying in bed. And there is a disembodied voice in the first frame. It's it's off screen, off frame, saying, I'm the ghost of Christmas future. And the man lying in bed, looking surprisingly cheery for someone who is faced with the ghost of Christmas future is saying, can you predict stock market fluctuations? And we zoom out man still lying in bed, uh, tucked right up to his chinny chin chin and the ghost of Christmas future (laughs) is a very freaky looking ghost um, with a very real looking face and a helmet that is very reminiscent of like World War One era oh my- Ger- German Empire <laughs> military helmets. I'm not sure what they're actually going for yet, but it looks like he's kind of wearing a helmet to me with a thing on top. 
just keep going keep going i hope that's right uh and the ghost of christmas future begins saying i can show you what happens when the rich get richer indeed you will amass a great fortune but look and we zoom into the future and there is a picture of a house that is white perhaps it's hard to tell it may just be a fancy house um i don't think it's actually meant to be the white house and we have a person or people holding up a pitchfork and torch saying uh, kill the rich guy revolution and the ghost of christmas future finishes off their tale of woe by saying and that children is the story of income gap instability and our main character is now snoozing away in bed that was a wonderful reading i have to say thanks thoroughly enjoyed your comment about it looking like a world war one german helmet because i was thinking the exact same thing um so we're on the same wavelength, but then I looked up what a World War One German helmet it looks like, and it like it's not it's got wrong. more of a spike. I was gonna say it's not wrong, but it's like kind of definitely not what they look like. Like it's almost like the because the, the thing but on top actually looks more like an antenna. Yeah, in a way, it's like maybe that's just it trying to be like, ooh, it's the future. I don't know. It looks it looks kind of wait is is Hogan's Heroes World War Two though? Uh, I don't know. I've never watched it. And I don't really know anything about it. Oh my gosh. We were on the same wavelength until now. I was going to say, it looks like a Colonel Clink helmet a little bit. Um, but that's all me, I guess. You're going to be upset with me that I don't know, that I haven't watched Hogan's Heroes and you don't even know where it's set. I know it's World, set in... World, World War Two. In a German POW camp. World War Two. Yeah, they're like the same thing. Oh gosh, this is going to open a whole can of worms. I can't say that. <laughs> canceled anyway no what i actually wanted to talk about despite the possible many possible places i could go i'm actually gonna do a six degrees of separation to bring us back to a previous topic i'm ready footloose oh gosh now i just want to dance or poorly <laughs> sing the theme song. sorry sorry dancing is illegal in this town <laughs> that movie's <laughs> so dumb <laughs> what do you mean it's dumb it's an American classic. That's dumb. There's, It's been made like two or three times. That means it's classic. Mm-hmm. Cut foot loose. Nah, nah, nah. That's all we can <laughs> afford. I would sing more very well, but we can't afford the licensing fees. No. So, instability. That's what I wanted to talk about. Instability. And Jenga. It's something, the it's something, Jenga of life. No. It's something that I've brought up before. Particularly with regards to the instability of peanut butter supplies uh, in my local area. Uh-huh. And I thought that it was just going to be like a, a one-time issue. But it has continued to be a pervasive issue in the surrounding communities, as I've personally noticed. Uh, and heard no reports from anyone other than me about. But I have had numerous occasions where the peanut butter stock instability has uh affected my purchasing choices hmm. notably when are you being forced to continue to get well so it started as being forced but i have to admit i think i was ignorant i 
remember us first talking about this, or maybe even before this actually happened, talking about peanut butter types and me having strong opinions that I strongly believed in and you kind of pooping on my opinions. I don't think that's what happened, um, but I do remember you are, or perhaps were, a, if I remember correctly, a Jif Creamy devotee. Yes? Yes. And, I and you thought were put that... in the Skippy Crunchy camp out of necessity at the time. Yes. And I thought that any other option was deeply inherently flawed. And, like, I thought the concept of a multiple container of peanut butter household was preposterous. Yes, you did. <laughs> it was a new thought technology for you. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it blew my mind. I honestly couldn't comprehend. It was like showing a caveman, like, the moon missions mm-hmm. or something. Like, it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, and it seemed like wizardry. Now, after having multiple months being a multiple peanut butter household, I kind of get it. I, I think... I think I might be having multiple containers of peanut butter in my house for a while. Uh, and I was, I honestly think this week, this past weekend when I was grocery shopping was the breaking point. I was going to, as I had finally finished up the last of the non jiff creamy peanut butter in my household. And I was intending fully to only purchase creamy jiff peanut butter. And I went to the store and not only did they not have creamy jiff, the only peanut butter they had was the small containers of Crunchy Skippy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had an epiphany of like, you know, like, so I, I had an epiphany when I purchased it and brought it home. It was like, you know what? This actually has some utility and isn't necessarily a negative in all situations. That's very big of you to admit. But what I really want to delve into <laughs> is the importance of brand consistency this was a purely a situation that was created by the failure of the gif supply lines and supply line sounds like it's a war the gif uh what's it called uh supply chain yeah the the poorly or the gif supply lane that clearly lacks robustness if insert company who makes Jif peanut butter had more robust, robust supply lines or insert Mark's correction of my mistake chain supply chain. Uh, I would have probably never purchased Skippy peanut butter in my life or, or non Jif creamy peanut butter in my life, Mm -hmm. but they failed to be fair. It is theoretically possible that it's the grocery stores faults. Unlikely, given how pervasive the issue seems to be, but worth noting. Yeah, but, yeah, maybe. But in either case, I am glad that you have reached a new level of enlightenment, another throwback, uh, (laughs) regarding your peanut butter. Peanut butter nirvana, as they might say. Yeah, so let me ask you this. Have you had Skippy Creamy? No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, we're you're well, I, too no, I'm far. just curious because the 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 th- the distinction that I wanted to make here is when it comes to pantry and or condiment like items, mm-hmm. 
most things I don't really care. Like I'm not loyal to any brand of peanut butter. If I just need peanut butter, I'll just get whatever makes sense at the time. Recently, that's been all natural stuff. We are now just sort of set up for that. But if I had a particular reason to get not all natural, like we were going to make a crazy amount of peanut butter baked goods and we just needed lots and lots of peanut butter, financially it makes sense to just get cheaper peanut butter. And I wouldn't be opposed to that. And I don't really care what brand I would get. I would just get the cheapest option. Mm-hmm. The one, let me, let me see if you can guess. What is the one condiment that that would never happen for? Ketchup. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Oh, I feel like if you is... ask anyone, everyone knows that like there's ketchup that's correct, that tastes correct, and any other kind of ketchup just it's impossibly bad for some reason. What I've also <laughs> noticed is there are some regional differences. Well, that's definitely true. I mean, you get the weird people who have Hunt's ketchup. No, um, no, 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 no. Oh, same like, brand, um, same oh. product, different part of the United States tastes different. Interesting. I guess I haven't really done enough to pay attention to that. Like, I've been convinced I was being served Hunt's ketchup, and it wasn't. Hmm. That's fascinating. Um, but yeah, no, 100%. Okay, not to segue us back to peanut butter. We can head back to ketchup in a sec. But, so I haven't had Skippy Creamy, but based on my... My GIF to Skippy Crunchy comparison, I feel like the biggest difference that I notice, other than texture, obviously, is I feel like Skippy peanut butter is far more bitter than GIF. Hmm. I might be Or does that just mean less sweet? But, so, yeah, I was going to say, GIF is like peanut butter frosting, Mm -hmm. and Skippy is more like... I don't want to say real, but less aggressively sweetened. Which is funny because Skippy has the whole line of peanut butter gogurt kind of things. Like, do you remember those from when we were a kid? No, I lived in a Jif household. I was never exposed to these things. Well, I know, but I assumed you would at least come across the commercials or see them in the grocery stores. I feel like Oh, no, I was taught to shut off the TV when those things came on. (laughs) That was a clock, sin against clock, God and man. Clock your ears and run to the confessional booth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, let me let me try and find what I'm thinking of. Um, I feel like Skippy was on the forefront of peanut butter technology. Um, weird products. I don't know. There's got to be something like this. Um, they didn't make like blue peanut butter or something like they did with the ketchup. Uh, no, but I think isn't it Skippy who did the, or was it Smuckers who made a version of peanut butter? I don't know, but there is definitely the uh, PB and J all together in one jar. Oh, that I feel like that's gotta be Smuckers or something. Or I know what you're talking well, that's about. That's why I'm not sure because Smuckers doesn't yeah. like quote unquote make peanut butter, so maybe it was co-branded. But that's one thing that comes to mind. But yeah, I can picture what you're talking about. I don't know why, but I vividly remember like grocery shopping for a backpacking trip or like a Boundary Butters trip or something and contemplating it and being like, no, this is so sinful. We can't do this. Like there's logistical reasons it would be convenient, but this is too horrific. This is. Yeah. So we have Skippy's Squeeze It, which is just a uh, 
uh, the kind of peanut butter where they you're supposed to not necessarily have to use a knife. Yeah. We got Skippy individual squeeze packs. So essentially condiment versions of peanut butter. They don't have as much weird stuff right now, but I remember growing up, there was definitely some weird peanut butter things that I thought was gross because like I liked peanut butter fine enough, but I wasn't what interested in just like heck? eating peanut butter. What? Oh, this is a dog treat. <laughs> <laughs> I was Googling things and I happened upon what looks to be a uh, peanut butter version of Cheese Whiz, essentially. Lovely. And it's a dog treat meant to spray into, like, dog toys. That makes sense. Because I was like, this looks horrific. <laughs> Who would ever? And then the website that I clicked on turns out to be Chewy.com. But it is, going back to the taste thing, it is interesting because I, I guess I, I'm not sure. I would be interested to try, Jif, based on your experience with that. Like, try it again. Because since we've been using all-natural stuff, like, the ingredients in all-natural peanut butter is, like, peanuts. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, there's no added sugar or anything. It's just peanuts mashed up enough that their oil, like, separates, and you just get a big ol' thing of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that's it. And because of that, that's just... I mean, that's just what I'm used to now, and... Maybe I would be appalled at the taste of Jif. I don't know. Or maybe I would just kind of accept it. I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. I have to admit, because, like, recent, excuse me, recently I've been having a lot more peanut butter with, like, jam or jelly or something. And mm-hmm. so, like, the slightly more or slightly less sweetened version, it's honestly superior in that case. I'm sorry. I no. feels wrong. Every, but... Everything has its place, you know? Yeah, I guess so. You know what else feels wrong? Hmm. No. Uh, don't don't do that to my boys. <laughs> you know what else is in their place? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! Now I'm getting chewy ads. Oh my gosh! I'm getting ads for the for the horrific cheese whiz style dog treats. There's more than just peanut butter. Beautiful. Anyway, you know what else is more than just peanut butter? Kelvin and Hobbs by Bill Watterson. That one okay. So we got we got Hobbs walking along the sidewalk. Kelvin uh sitting uh looking devious holding his hands. Uh and Kelvin saying, What's she doing? Hobbs. Or Hobbs saying, What's she doing? Did I mix them up the whole time or did I just mix them up that time? I think just that time. Okay. Then it cuts to Hobbs kneeling down next to Kelvin. Kelvin clearly now cracking an egg onto the sidewalk, saying, I'm seeing if it's hot enough to fry an egg on the sidewalk. Sitting there, looking at the not-fried egg and the eggshell, Hobbs says, I guess it isn't. Ugh, what a mess, Kelvin replies. Quickly sprinting away from the mess they've just made on the sidewalk, Kelvin proclaims, Come on, I'll bet you it's hotter on the car dash. Did I say dashing away? Because that's real convenient if I did. Yeah, you may have. Only listeners will know. Um, that's true. And me in a oh, couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you like fried eggs, Grant? I eat a lot of fried eggs. Yeah? Or 
cooked eggs on a hot surface. That's what I was going to ask. What is, how, how would you characterize the way that you cook an egg? Well, it depends what I'm doing with it. Well, like, but like your typical, like what, what is in, in terms of frequency, what's the most, what's the most uh, frequent option? Oh, I'm going to do the two most because I don't know which one's most frequent. Because they, they split pretty evenly. One is egg on a sandwich, which I guess is some version of like over medium and a half. Hmm. Do you, but you straight up just fry the egg, but just for longer and let there just be yolk in the middle still? Or, and it's just mostly cooked? Wait. So wait, isn't over like mean that it's like fried on one side and then flipped over and fried until the over descriptor? Um, I, I always, at least in my mind, at least the way that I was taught by my dad, it was like over easy means that you probably flipped it once over medium means that you probably flipped it twice. Oh, but I'm not sure if that's actually how it'd be cooked in a restaurant. That's at least in terms of like timing. That's a, that's a beneficial way to get the yolk to the level that you would like mm-hmm. is to just kind of time it based on flipping. Uh, but I understand. I understand what you're saying. The, the net result is the same, which is the amount of yolk that is cooked up. Yeah, like it's it's mostly over hard. Sometimes I get anxious and it's like over. Got a little high dribbly medium. dribblies. Like not really dribbly dribblies. Like it's it's enough that once it starts to dribble, it solidifies before it dribbles anywhere. You know. But 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 in either case, you are just cracking an egg and you are letting it cook. Yeah. With a flip other option is um okay no i'm actually gonna do a third one that's not as frequent because i've been cutting back on it but anyway so other option that i'd already started talking about is uh sunny side up immediately out of the pan dropped onto hot hash browns and shredded into the hash browns (laughs) so that because the hash browns are hot it ends up like kind of half scrambling into them and so like it's totally cooked by the time you're eating it like there's no like moist egg mm-hmm. um that's one option and then the other option is uh so what i what it started as and then i wanted a bit more cooked was just cracker raw egg over hot rice mm. and sure. stir it in but it ended up becoming like Fry for literally like 30 seconds in a hot pan to slightly cook some of the white and then dump the still mostly raw egg on hot rice and mix it up. So kind of like the hash brown approach, but with rice. Yeah, and far less cooked egg initially. <laughs> like Gross. The hash brown approach, the egg is pretty much totally, like the white is almost totally cooked before it's shredded into the hash brown. Mm-hmm. But the rice, it's like maybe fifty percent cooked white. Hmm. But like the the rice is really hot. Like this is like straight out of the cooker or the cooking method rice. So mm-hmm. like by the time you're eating it, it's all fully solidified. It's just mixed in with rice more homogeneously. More homogeneously. Because when you when you Cracking the egg straight into rice, it still like even if it's hot, it still ends up being a little, a little, a little uh, not totally cooked when you're eating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Those are the options you get. 